this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day. Welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast. Today we podcast the Broader Look story titled Supplies Stiffness to Stay as Shipment Issues Since Spilling Past Yule Season. The story was written by Business Mirror reporters Kai Ordinario and Tyrone Jasper Piad and was published on May 20, 2021. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for Broader Look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Supply constraints were already a given before the ever-given blocked the Suez Canal. Lockdowns are to blame and exporters are seen to put up with a setback for a long term. And merchants relying on revenues from sending goods out of the country's borders, nay, the whole economy itself have no other choice but to adjust operations and hold on tight during this bumpy ride. The Supply Chain Management Association of the Philippines told the Business Mirror that the concern regarding shipment delays is not going away anytime soon. The group said they have been told these issues may persist even after the Christmas rush. Flor Deliza Leong of the Philippine Exporters Confederation Incorporated or Phil Export told the Business Mirror that exporters started dealing with shipment delays in the last quarter of last year when production began picking up anew. While there is no conclusive report yet, Leong, Assistant Vice President of Phil Export, said that delays usually range from two weeks to a month. The bottlenecks were caused by the scheduled changes, occasional vessel omissions, and increasing shipment rates, Leong's group said. However, in recent months, these issues have gotten worse with shipping lines not confirming space beyond contracted allocations and rates going up as high as three times more, especially for long-haul shipments, Phil Expert said in a statement to the Business Mirror. Leong explained that the delays are also being caused by the piling up of goods in the shipping lines and the traffic going to the ports. In addition, Leong said that ports have no regular operations at the moment and employees are working in shortened hours amid the pandemic, among others. The field export official said that she already talked to traders and logistics service providers to find solutions to the shipping delays, but it appears that the sector is on a deadlock. There is nothing to do but wait if there is a shipping container already, Leong lamented. However, Leong said it may help if exporters consolidate their orders and book early shipments. Aside from export-oriented firms, importers have also experienced delays in shipments, which are seen to impact manufacturing and, ergo, consumption of the country, Corazon Curay of the Supply Chain Management Association of the Philippines told the Business Mirror. The shipments that are taking a longer time to deliver include raw materials and finished goods, which are usually purchased through electronic commerce, according to Koray, who is executive director of the Supply Chain Management Association of the Philippines. There could also be potential shortage of stocks 
and price increases that the customers have to deal with as a result, she added. The Supply Chain Management Association of the Philippines said in a statement to the Business Mirror that for their end customers, this will result in products missing from shelves and higher prices, which are not ideal considering their continued battle against COVID-19 and its long-term economic impact. But Leong said it is fortunate that customers understand the shipping delays. The good thing about this is it is a global thing, Leong said. Leong added that the buyers are aware of the situation. Some importers manufacturing for re-export are negotiating with their buyers to have a longer turnaround period, Leong explained. If the buyers agree with the arrangement, orders will not be cancelled anymore and buyers are ready to deal with the delays as well. In general, Phil Experts said that exporters have accepted they have to adjust their production timeline as no concrete and long-term solution is in place yet. However, there are still concerns for perishable items, Leong noted, adding that air shipments is usually the solution to make sure the products arrive fresh. This may not be applicable to some non-perishable items as fees could be higher if ever, Leong said. Still, Leong said she hasn't encountered an exporter who decided to cut production because of the shipment delays. A garment exporter, the Phil Export official said, is even seeing continuous flow of orders from the United States. However, they have to decline orders only because of order capacity, not because of shipping problems. Leong said. Reports from the Business Mirror stated that shipping costs for exports have increased by tenfold. Henry Basilio, chairman of the Networking Committee on Transportation and Logistics of the Export Development Council or EDC, flagged in a recent statement the increasing freight rates amid the imbalances in the repositioning of empty containers. Basilio noted that the cargo handling cost has doubled with a craneage fee amounting to nearly 1,600 pesos. This is on top of the arastre fee of nearly 1,600 pesos, Basilio said. Craneage fee is the price paid for the use of cranes when loading and unloading ships. Arastre fee is charged for the handling, receiving, and custody of shipments. Basilio also noted that the proposed increase for out-of-gauge cargos is 300%. An out-of-gauge cargo refers to a shipment that cannot fit into a six-sided shipping container because of its larger sizes. Among Southeast Asian countries, standard out-of-gauge surcharge is only 50%. This is based on the Association of International Shipping Lines Tariff Comparison. An exception is Tanjung Priok, the busiest Indonesian seaport. The proposed rates are exorbitant and will increase the cost of doing business, drive away investors, and unduly burden existing manufacturing industries and export companies, Basilio said. Basilio added that while these intended charges are billable to the shipping lines, this will directly impact the logistics cost and will ultimately be borne by the end consumers. Meanwhile, Basilio expects the container imbalance to normalize this month amid increased shipping logistics costs. Despite the exorbitant rates, University of the Philippines Professor Emeritus Epictetus Patalinghog believes 
The increase in these costs were mainly due to the low volumes and a select few ocean shipping carriers that dominated the market. This would not likely affect the country's export winners, Patalinghud said. According to the Philippine Statistics Authority, exports in January dipped by 5.2% to $5.49 billion from $5.79 billion for the same month last year. Based on the preliminary data from the Philippine Statistics Authority, the country's top export remains to be electronic products. This export has brought in 3.24 billion pesos in earnings for the country and accounted for 59.1% of the country's exports in January 2021. The commodity is also the country's top import. Data from the Philippine Statistics Authority showed imported electronic products were valued at 2.34 billion pesos or a share of 29.6% to the total imports in January. But because of low volume and despite excess capacity, shipping costs have increased by 10% due to the market power of the dominant few ocean shipping carriers, Patalinghug told the Business Mirror. Reneo of Reneo, former dean of the School of Labor and Industrial Relations, or Soler, shared the view of Patalinghug, saying that among electronics exports and imports, the top products are semiconductors particularly microchips, which can easily be transported. This is because these can be transported through luggage, of Reneo told the Business Mirror. Based on the January data, semiconductors accounted for 43.2% of total exports. This amounted to $2.37 billion in 2021, a 4.4% decline from the $2.48 billion posted in January last year. Afreneo said to also expect sagging exports of goods shipped in bulk, such as bananas. To note, the country's banana exports in January plunged 51% to roughly 186,000 metric tons from last year's 384,151.173 metric tons. Data from the Philippine Statistics Authority earlier analyzed by the Business Mirror showed that the latest figure is the steepest decline in January banana shipments since 2006. Ofeneo added that the bulky auto parts and electronics assemblies may also be affected by the logistics nightmare. Exports of other electronic products such as electronic data processing amounted to roughly $558 million, while automotive electronics amounted to roughly $8 million in January 2021, based on the report of the Philippine Statistics Authority. While electronic data processing saw a 24.4% growth in January, automotive electronics suffered a 61.6% decline value. To ease the cargo traffic, the Supply Chain Management Association of the Philippines said government agencies should still implement the measures they placed in response last year. They also called for the continued enforcement of the Joint Administrative Order issued by government agencies at the beginning of the pandemic to facilitate movement of cargo from Manila sports. The Department of Trade and Industry, or DTI, along with several agencies, agreed to release an order in April last year to decongest the ports of Manila to allow inbound shipment of food, medicine, and personal protective equipment.
These government agencies include the Philippine Ports Authority, the Bureau of Customs, the Department of Finance, and the Department of Agriculture. Prior to this, the Interagency Task Force, IATF, for the management of emerging infectious diseases, had instructed the Philippine Ports Authority to remove the overstaying containers in the ports to make way for incoming cargoes containing essential goods. Under the Joint Administrative Order, all the cargoes that remain beyond 30 days from discharge should be withdrawn within 5 days from the effectivity date of the order. Containers scheduled to arrive after the issuance of order are required to be withdrawn 10 days from discharge. The Joint Administrative Order also expedites customs clearance and streamlines the process of applying for import permits and clearances online. The shipment delays may potentially cut the export revenues of the country this year. De La Salle University economist Maria Elea Oplas told the Business Mirror, definitely the lockdown will affect export targets this year. Oplas said that the shipment delays have affected the whole value chain. In addition, Oplas noted that manufacturing companies may need to slow down production because employees cannot come to work, which meant fewer goods to be shipped out as well. It's a domino effect on them, Oplas added. On the demand side, Oplas noted that orders from abroad could have been fewer as well, as company clients potentially scaled down their operations or worse, were forced to shutter. Philly Exports Lyon noted that shipment delays could also explain the lower export revenues because the earnings will not be reflected immediately. For the semiconductor sector, a major contributor to the Philippines' export industry, shipment delays usually take weeks. Semiconductor and Electronics Industries in the Philippines Foundation Incorporated President Danilo Lachica told the Business Mirror the industry's supply chain has been disrupted with the implementation of lockdowns. Lachica noted that the reduced flights and ships have been causing bottlenecks to the shipments of semiconductor players. But CAP is not worried about not meeting the 7% growth forecast for this year. La Chica said the CAP has factored in this forecast. Earlier, Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez said electronic exports were expected to register further growth this year with the opening of more economies. The government recently extended the enhanced community quarantine measure in the National Capital Region, Cavite, Rizal, Laguna, and Bulacan for another week or until April 11 amid surging COVID-19 cases. While CAP understands the rationale behind the move, La Chica said, allowing full occupancy of shuttle buses that follow the health protocols would be a big help for the electronics sector. For electronics, allowing 100% occupancy for shuttle buses with plastic partitions would help relieve the mounting costs, La Chica explained. La Chica said that the infections do not spread in such clean shuttles even during an upsurge of cases because COVID-19 protocols are strictly enforced. La Chica noted the passengers wear face masks and face shields and are not allowed to talk, eat, or make phone calls. There are also disinfection and temperature checks, among others, as safety measures. Patalinghug nonetheless believes the government has sufficient tools to address any shipping and logistics problem. However, Patalinghug emphasized there are no shipping and logistics problems at present. Should a shipping or logistics problem arise, 
Patalinghog said the completion of Harbor Link Road and Skyway Stage 3 will ease the situation. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.